Hi, I'm Caroline Claycamp, a proud Wiley East Raider. And I'm a proud Wiley High Pirate, Madison Kiroga. Welcome to Wiley ISD in George W. Bush Elementary School, home of the Eagles. On behalf of the 16,000 students of Wiley ISD, we are honored to host the Texas Commissioner of Education, his honored guests, and the media. Appointed by Governor Greg Abbott, Mike Morath has served as our Commissioner of Education since January 2016. As Commissioner, he heads the Texas Education Agency, which oversees pre-kindergarten through high school education for more than 5 million students enrolled in our public schools. During his time at the agency, his work has focused on four priority areas. Supporting our teachers and principals, building a strong foundation of reading and math for all students, connecting high school to career and college, and improving our state's low-performing schools. Prior to becoming the state's education commissioner, Mr. Morath served on the Dallas Independent School District Board of Trustees for more than four years. A strong advocate for public education, Commissioner Morath graduated from Garland High School in the Garland Independent School District. <laughs> and thanks to the great public school education he received in Texas, he went on to earn a Bachelor of Business Administration degree, summa cum laude, from George Washington University in just two and a half years. Mr. Morath was asked to teach an advanced computer science class at his high school alma mater after previous teacher resi resigned suddenly. He taught throughout the school year until a permanent teacher was hired, and he remains, am remains amazed at how difficult it is to teach. Please welcome the 13th Texas Commissioner of Education, Mike Morath. Thank you. Thank you all for being here today. Um, my name is Mike Morath, and I'm uh, here today to talk about a couple of issues. Um, one that has statewide implications, and one that is really a celebration um, about where we are, specific in Wiley ISD. Uh, today, we issued ratings uh, for schools and districts for the entire state of Texas. Every school and every school district in the state of Texas received a performance report um, that it was issued today. Uh, and, and this year marks the first year that we launched that, uh, those performance reports aligned to an A through F rating system. Now, the state of Texas has been doing performance reports for more than 30 years. And uh, many people ask why we do this. Um, the, the short version, is the reason we do this is because we have very strong evidence that this is very good for kids. But when you think about it, we do this for two core reasons. One, uh, for parents. Parents are a child's first teacher. I certainly know this. I have uh, four-week-old twins at my house um, uh, and uh, haven't slept in four weeks. Um, uh, but, but you know, we have to do everything that we can to empower parents to support their children um, and the education of their children and giving them information on how their schools perform so that they can advocate for their kids and giving them information on how schools in the area uh, perform so that they can uh, uh, pick the best fit school for their own kid. This is, this is crucial to empowering parents to support the education of their little ones. But we also do this for our educators, for our school board members, for our superintendents, for our principals, for our teachers and our leaders in our, in our districts so that we can create a, a culture of continuous improvement. We have, have got to be able to monitor how well our schools are doing, how well we are supporting our students in meeting expectations. The state of Texas has a, has a quaint belief system. We believe in the state of Texas that all students can achieve, that all students can achieve at high levels. And, and this is not some abstract belief. For example, we think that all third graders in the state of Texas should memorize their times tables. And when we say that, we, don't, we make no, no adjustments for what, what household you came from, where you live, what your background is. We believe that all students in Texas, when, when supported with 
with high expectations and good curriculum and good uh, instruction can achieve at high levels and can be prepared to be successful in life. This is the reason that we have a, an accountability system, but we have to have a clear accountability system. We have to have a system that gives people clear performance information so that we can focus on supporting students who need our, our, our focus. And so when we think about how the rating system works and how the evaluation system works, we, we actually we get pretty sophisticated because frankly, public schools are pretty difficult um, institutions. The, the job of educating kids is unlike any business that I've ever been exposed to. I, you know, my background, I ran a software company for about a decade in, in, uh, in Dallas. And you know, we wrote lines of code and we, we ended up being quite successful. And I, I walked away from that company, sold it, um, uh, ran for the Dallas School Board where everyone always um, you know, celebrates your opinions, never questions your integrity, um, uh, where, you're, where, you're, where you're constantly supported. Um, but uh, I was exposed to just how hard this work is. Because you think about what our schools do, and they don't write lines of code, although actually they do write lines of code. They don't you know, run food service operations. Actually, they do that too. They don't, they don't run transit systems, although actually they do that as well. They don't run construction companies, but in reality they, they do that too. You, they do all of this, but most importantly, they take three, four, five-year-old bundles of energy and over the course of, of 12 to, to 15 years, turn them into self-aware members of the republic. There is no more complicated um, activity in which man is engaged than this. There is no higher calling than, uh, than, than this, than the field of public education that, that, uh, that attracts a, a, a group of professionals that dedicate their lives to making sure that the next generation of Texans has it better than the last. And, and our, our system of monitoring performance recognizes the complexity um, that they face because little bundles of energy um, are, are pretty complex little beings. And I don't know how many of you have um, high school students but in fact, this complexity we're faced with all the time. We calculate GPAs for every one of our high school students in every one of our schools all over the state of Texas. And, and if any of you have ever actually tried to do that GPA calculation, it is quite difficult. The different classes have different rank points. You'd have to look at a teacher's grade book and unpack how all those grades are calculated. And yet, we take all of that education information and boil it down into a single GPA, which is very important for our students and which in fact matters later on in life. The colleges look at this stuff. We do this, we monitor performance because it matters. And the nature of performance that we monitor matters. We, we monitor performance in three different ways. We look at student achievement. This is what students know or can do at the end of the school year. This is a, this is a just raw look. I need to see what you know. How, how much math do you know? How much English do you know? And this is, this is in some ways a very Darwinian look at performance. I don't, I don't want to make any adjustments. I just need to know what you can do. And the reason why is because when our kids graduate from high school, this is the world that they're going to be faced with. I need to know what you can do um, to, to succeed in college. I need to know what you can do um, to succeed professionally in your career. But we also look at school progress. We look beyond just student achievement because Education is fundamentally about growth. It's about maximizing human potential. And, and what do we do when you have a student who is three years below grade level when they come into school? 
And they are, they are blessed to have t uh, uh, teachers and a team at their school that in those three years, they raise that student's level of achievement by two full years. Well, at the end of the school year, that student is still below grade level. But that level of growth is worthy of celebration. That is the highest level of impact that you can have on kids. And so when we think about school progress and measuring, measuring our schools in that way, that is in fact what we're looking at. We're looking at how much better our students are, how much better than they were last year, how much better they uh, are than similarly situated students. And when we, when we put that together for an overall grade, we actually give schools the better rating of student achievement or school progress. We need a system that recognizes high levels of achievement in our kids. But we also need a system that recognizes high levels of educator impact. Uh, and last but not least, we've got to be sensitive to this third concept of closing the gaps. You know, we are blessed to live in a country that has these foundational documents, that all men are created equal, that we are endowed with certain rights, the right to pursue happiness. And our system of public education is really the guarantor of those rights. It is about ensuring that every child is equipped with an education that allows them to pursue the American dream, to try, to fail, to pick yourself up, to dust yourself off, and to try again. And are we doing that for all of our children, regardless of your background, regardless of how much money your family makes, even if, you're, even if one of your parents is AWOL? Can we do that? And when we think about closing the gaps, that's what we are focusing on, is concentrating on every group of students that we have to make sure that we are uh, never losing focus in our support of our kids. This is the a new A through F rating system. And the reason that we are here in Wiley ISD is because Wiley ISD is an A. So we've launched a new website, texasschools.org. You can visit this today. Um, there are, just as a frame of reference, two Wiley ISDs, so don't get confused. Let's go to the one in Collin County. How well is this district performing? It is an A. And this is, for larger school districts, not a, not a common feat. Um, this is worthy of celebration. This is an example of a system that has 15,000-plus kids. That, is, that it has high expectations, that has leadership focused on supporting students, that have teachers that are working their tails off day in, day out, filled with love, but much more than that, filled with skill, um, that are bringing their A game every day um, in ensuring that all of their kids are achieving and achieving at high levels. And when we, when we deconstruct performance, you know, when, when we look at this, uh, you can go to this website now, you can pull it up, you have it on your mobile devices in Explorer. Um, and, you know, if you're like my wife, you're gonna look at the front page of a school district, you're gonna kind of get a quick test and then be done with it. And then if you're, you know, neurotically focused on performance like me, you're gonna wanna delve into every aspect of detail in this thing. We have tried to peel back the curtain on how all of this performance is analyzed. So for example, we click on tell me more. So what does an A actually mean? Tell me what does an A mean? How is it calculated? Um, uh, it, it, we take the better of student achievement or school progress and, and marry it with closing the gaps. And we try to break this down in as easy to use language with visuals to show that everyone can unpack this. This is not a black box. Every aspect of, of performance is available um, so that you can peel back this onion as deep as you'd like to go. So if you're like my wife, you take a look at the overview page, and if you're like me, you'll spend four hours and forget what you were doing. So the, the, um, uh, 
all of these resources are available. We can take a look. Uh, and Wiley got an A on an overall basis. So let's look at each of their individual domain grades. Like I said before, we, we look at school districts in three different ways. And I want to I concentrate on this school progress um, grade for just a moment. We are in a district that achieved an A rating in school progress. This is the highest level of performance in ensuring that every year that our kids are with us, we are giving them a year's worth of academic gain. That is what you see in Wiley ISD. You see a system that is, that is focused on meeting students individually where they are and getting good results for all of them, regardless of their background. Uh, and you can delve into these details in the rating system any way you like. So if we take a look at the additional details of student achievement. And I want to know, you know, how does, how does this rating system work? And you can see right here, 40% of the rating system is based upon STAR. That's incidentally, for the non-math majors, that is not a majority of the rating system. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, mixed opinions on the STAR test, but what I will tell you is it is very good at doing what it is designed to do, which is to tell us whether or not students have mastered grade level content in reading and in math. It is not going to tell you how fast your kid can run a mile. It is not going to tell you how many push-ups they can do. It's not going to tell you what they're going to persevere over. But it is going to tell you whether they know English and whether they know math. And these are pretty darn important skills. And that's not just me talking. We have data that indicates that if you master grade level by the time you take your last STAR test, you have a better than 75% chance of passing freshman level classes in college. We measure this because it matters. It matters to our students, and not just because we want them to pass a test. It matters to them in life. It's related to long-term income. It's related to long-term life, out, um, uh, life outcomes. These things matter for our kids. And we are in a district that recognizes that these things matter, that they're not the end-all, be-all, but embraces an attitude of continuous improvement that reflects on our practices and says, how can we get better next week versus where we are this week? And that is, that is all anybody could ever uh, hope for. If you're a taxpayer in Wiley ISD, you should be one happy taxpayer because you are getting one very effectively delivered educational system out of your local school district. And definitely kudos to the leadership team here and to the school board. Do, are there any school board members from Wiley here in the audience? Stand up for me if you would. This does not happen by accident. It happens because the leadership team of the school board and the superintendent are focused on achieving goals for kids. Um, and for those of you who don't know, they don't pay school board members. Um, so thank them afterwards. Um, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. For any of you who lasted longer than four and a half years, I would have had an aneurysm on the Dallas board any longer than that. Um, uh, so uh, thank you for your service and what you do for our kids. But back to how we analyze performance. So STAR is only one piece of the puzzle. We also look at graduation rates. We look at college and career military readiness. So let's, let's take a look at college, career, military readiness. We have 58% of kids in, in, uh, that are graduating from Wiley ISD that are ready for college, career, or the military. And how do, what do we mean by that? Well, let's unpack it. Take a look at this. 23% of kids are passing APIB exams. You know, when I reflect on my education in Garland, I had 36 hours of college credit coming out of Garland High School from AP and IB exams. I want every school in Texas to give every kid in Texas that same opportunity, and you are seeing that here in Wiley ISD. Look at uh, SAT and ACT, how well kids are doing here in, at Wiley. 46% of kids are scoring at the college-ready level on the SAT or the ACT. These are meaningful 
milestones in the lives of our kids. These are meaningful goals for us to f follow. And the, the leadership team here and the educators here, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. We should celebrate this performance, and we should pre you know, preach it from every mountaintop because this is worthy of, 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 of accolade. It's why we're here. And it's more than that. How many folks completed a dual credit um, uh, course? Earned an industry-based certification. Not everybody wants to go to college. I totally get that. We want to make sure that you, if you want a, 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 a solid technical background in welding, we're going to get you a welding um, certificate, a certified nurses associate, a computer science specialty. Like these industry-based credentials offered here, offered to more and more students every year here. This is a district focused on continuous improvement. Our system, our rating system, is designed to support continuous improvement. We, you know, we don't live in a utopia, we, but we should focus every day on, in terms of reflecting on our practice in our classrooms and how we can better support our kids. I am honored to be in Wiley ISD because these educators do that um, day in, day out, and that is not easy work. Thank you so much. Let me turn it over to Superintendent David Ben. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, he's a little excited about what, what's happening and what we're doing in the state of Texas. I am too. I am too. And I always say that we are the best team on an inspired mission with a goal of helping kids to achieve their potential, to grow, um, to master where they're at and where they're going, and that's valuable. When we talk about what we do in Wiley, everything is really focused on what I call a board goal. And the first one is to ensure academic achievement for every kid. We start with high expectations, and we focus on growth, and we end with mastery. And sometimes we don't get there the complete way, but we get a long way. And it's so meaningful when that happens. We have the result to prove it, and he just showed you what we've done. Teachers, school leaders, man, bless you. If I don't say thank you enough, and I'm around your campuses and say thank you enough, thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of our Wiley ISD educators. I'm proud of our board. I'm proud of our results. And when we talk about accountability and progress, we have to really look at the idea of we're held by this performance standard that the commissioner mentioned, and we're given opportunities about best of or relative performance, and everyone has the ability to achieve in that way. This is really addresses that concern of economic status or, or language, uh, um, English, uh, English ELL students. When you think about that, even and above itself, um, we have our most affluent campus and our students, our campus with the most economically disadvantaged kids, and they're, all, they're just one, maybe two uh, points apart. That's achievement. And that's the Wiley way. It's awesome. When you look at what happens and there's concerns, believe you me, I think when the TEA has a special number for me and they don't want to talk to me because I call a lot and I ask questions, but I also, uh, Donna Bohek, the, front, the uh, state chair of, of, uh, of, of, from the State Board of Education, I called her a couple of years ago and I said, hey, there's a problem with math. You know, we're going to have a gap year. They listened. And from that phone call and from many discussions later, we suspended accountability uh, for that measure. But we brought in a solution, and that was important. Get rid of the bell curve. We have relative performance. Give us some time to adjust. Well, we've got five years of the same performance standards, and that's big. So we want to take this, take that, grow it to 100. I know we will. 
The last thing is about star evaluation. As the commissioner said, everyone is going to be measured on the star. Well, you talk about this, and the board says we want to prepare students for a prosperous life beyond high school. And we take that very seriously here. I'll say this, they had the, the test standard a couple of years ago, or, or two years ago, last year, and we made an F in college readiness because of a PEMS coding error. I'm still traumatized <laughs> by this, I must admit. But we solved it because we went back and we looked at our progresses and our process, and we had the chance to really go through and analyze what we were doing for our kids. I believe we measure what matters here, and we have nearly 98% of our, our kids graduate from high school. Speaking of the dual credit enrollment, just in numbers, since 2015 and 16, we have doubled the amount of kids in dual credit. And we have the highest passing rate of those kids in those dual credit rate of 99%. We've doubled the number of kids taking AP tests, and we've been able to double the number of kids who've passed with a three or better. That's huge. We now pay, and I said pay every student. We don't pay every student. We pay for every student to take the PSAT or SAT during the school day. One would think with more kids taking the PSAT and the SAT that our scores would drop. Our, in 2007, our SAT scores were seven, four points below the regional average. In 2017, they were 76 points above the regional average, 76 points. We measure what matters here. And we start with the local control of what our board asked us to do, and we do it with vigor. We've got a ways to go. We have some goals here. We've got to keep growing regardless of the grade, regardless of the achievement, the assessment, the measurement. We've got to find a way, and we're here in George, Bush, uh, George W. Bush Elementary because we serve some dual language kids. And some of these babies come to us with a lot of, a lot of, 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 of mountain to climb from a special education perspective and from an English language perspective. And there are a lot of new customs and, and things that they're having to get used to. But teachers, man, you just, you, you, are, you mean so much to me and to those babies. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for, for caring for every kid, because it matters. I'm, I'm sorry. But when we look at things too, you teachers don't look at it from a, from a threat perspective. You look at it from a challenge perspective. You don't say, oh no, we can't be measured by this. We think, where can we go with this? And we always look at that as part of our, what we call of our Wally way. We say, we're proud to be from here. And we're gonna look at this as, what are those things that we can do that matters from a checklist perspective? Can we give them the best environment? Can we give them the resources and the skills? In this place, we do that. At every campus in Wiley ISD, we do that. Principals, those are you with me, you're a blessing to me. And I thank you and just love you so much for all that you do for us because I pray for you every day and I'm just so grateful that you're here with me doing this, this, this hard work because it's hard. I'm proud of Texas, y'all. I'm proud of our growth. I'm proud of when I started this, this business, we gave an exit level test that now we give third graders as a measure of improvement. We were one of the few states to start measuring growth way back then. But you know what? We were one of the first states in the country to have our own formal curriculum. I really believe that we have just got started here in Wiley ISD, and I really believe Texas has a lot of bright days 
an ex excellent and optimistic future ahead of us. But what we're trying to do here and what I want to have happen with the friendship that we've established with the commissioner and all the blessings he's been provided us and our state legislators is to trust and to build on that trust and to do it from an honor and character and warm, loving way, like you teachers take care of our kids. Because graduation rates, student performance, achievement, it's all part of what we do here in Wiley, and it's what we do for Texans, and it's part of why you got an A. So congratulations. Thank you, Commissioner. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Thank you, Superintendent Vincent. You know, Vincent, it's, um, you know, we're, we're here to celebrate achievement in Wiley, but we're also here to talk about the, the broader state uh, policy framework that um, the superintendent referred to. You know, we, um, we, when we look at A through F performance around the state, I am filled with optimism and hope. You, you may or may not know this, but there are 259 campuses in the state of Texas that are extremely high poverty, have more than 80% of their kids eligible for a free reduced lunch, that are achieving an A in this accountability system. We have examples in Texas of educators who um, have pulled together the, the, the strongest curricular systems, the strongest approach to instruction, and are achieving at very high levels, even for families and for communities filled with challenges. When I think about larger districts, I think about McAllen ISD, I think about Los Fresnos ISD, I think about Edinburgh ISD, that have 75, 80% of their kids eligible for free reduced lunch, have 20,000 students, and achieve an A at the district level for the highest level of performance. These are, these are celebrations worthy of, of cheering at the highest level. I think of United ISD in Laredo, has over 40,000 kids in it. About 75% of those kids come from households uh, that are economically challenged and yet achieves an A across the entire system. Here in the Metroplex, we should all be so lucky to drive to Hearst Fuelist Bedford ISD. About 60% of their kids ballpark are eligible for a free or reduced lunch and they're achieving an A. A commitment to excellence at the highest level with leadership that supports excellence um, and high expectations for kids. Educators in Texas are getting it done. They're getting it done as part of this broader state policy landscape. My role as Commissioner of Education is to implement um, what the legislature um, adopts into law and I think we're blessed in Texas to have many wise members of the legislature that use that authority to, to create very pro-kid, very put students first policy. I'd like to, if, if y'all are willing to come up here, a couple of members of our legislature that are here, um, uh, Senator Don Huffines and Representative Morgan Meyer, both of which serve on the House and Senate Public Education Committees um, uh, respectively, and just wanted to thank them and let them say a few words. All right, man, a few words, excellent. So, um, and then um, I also wanted, I also want to thank um, our State Board of Education Chair, Donna Bohorich, um, who um, is a partner at, uh, with me hand in hand and, and gets paid as much as your local school board members, by the way, um, which, is, which is exactly bupkis, um, and works her tail off to support kids. You know, I, I, 
I referred earlier to this, um, this idea that we as a state actually have curriculum standards that es establish what we believe the building blocks of knowledge that kids should know. And you know, in first grade, we want to make sure that kids can add uh, two or more numbers to get to 10. It's foundational of decimal mathematics. Um, those, those standards are actually adopted by the State Board of Education, and they are, they are a building block standard. If we can meet that expectation for our kids, then all of our kids will be prepared to pursue the American dream. And this is the vision that we have for public education. Also want to thank uh, candidate Angela Paxton for being here um, as well. So if you could just say hello. You know, we, we see excellence um, in schools all over the state of Texas, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to try to support them in any, in any way that I can. Um, we have tried to re release this tool so that the public has clear access to, to, to transparent performance information, so that our administrators have clear access, and so that we can truly embrace a, an idea, um, uh, an ethos, a culture of continuous improvement, uh, and I hope that that's what we, what we see over time. Um, thank you all for coming. I'm happy to entertain questions. I know we have some media in the, in the room. Absolutely. We at TEA have a strategic plan with four key levers. Um, first, what, what do we do to recruit, support, retain teachers and principals? We've got to love on those who love on our kids. We know that teachers are the single most important in-school factor affecting student outcomes. And whatever we do to relentlessly support um, the practice of teaching will help all of our schools in the state. Second, how do we uh, establish a strong foundation of reading and math to make sure that every child who comes to our school system, regardless of where they came from, is, is given a strong foundation and that is the, essentially the, sure, the, the surest way to eliminate the achievement gap in our schools. Third, what do we do to connect high schools with, uh, to both college and career to make it as rigorous and relevant as possible for all of our students? But fourth, what do we do to wrap our arms around our lowest performing schools? And how can we as an agency, how can we in public education support those schools as effectively as possible? Give them a roadmap. Uh, uh, expose them to the best practices that you can see in districts like this. Bring resources into those schools to turn our performance around as rapidly as possible. Our goal as an agency is to see the number of DNF campuses in the state of Texas cut in half in five years. We are relentlessly committed to that and bringing every support that we can um, to those schools and those communities. So they have the exact same accountability system with the exact same measures as traditional districts. So when you visit any charter school's performance rating, you're going to see the same uh, performance rating. It's based on the same cut scores, based on the same underlying information. So the accountability system um, uh, from a performance management standpoint is identical between the two sectors. Um, uh, the difference between charters is if they get a, a D or an F three years in a row, they get shut down. Um, so the the consequences um, for char charters tend to actually be far more dire than for traditional public schools.
Absolutely. And, and so we as, a, as an agency are committed to this concept of continuous improvement. We spent over 30 months um, uh, interacting with stakeholders in every corner of the state. Um, I uh, interfaced with almost all of the 1,200 superintendents in the state of Texas, which is not easy to do, and uh, talked to parents and teachers and school board members and, and business leaders and community advocates and civil rights advocates um, and made a ton of changes to the system uh, from where it was originally proposed to where it ends up today. So we have we've tried to build in as much of that feedback as possible. We also recognize that local school districts have a lot more information about what goes on in their schools than we do. So as part of this, the legislature wisely crafted what's referred to as a local accountability framework um, in the bill that authorized the A3F um, uh, rating system. So this year, we only have A3F labels that are applied to districts. Next year, they will be applied to campuses. Um, and when that happens at the campus level, districts are able to add other things that they think are important that they have information on. Think of, say, extracurricular activity. Um, think of, of uh, uh, performance information on, on locally, nationally normed reference tests that they may use even in the earlier grades. So to the extent that districts want to add that um, to help improve the, the, the transparency and the nature of the information that the public receives, that's great. Um, and that's part of the system's design. Um, but even at its core, the three domains, the, we know that these are important to kids. These are important to families. Um, students need to learn how to read, write, and do math. That is foundational to this system. We also want them to grow leadership skills, and which is why the local accountability system, when it rolls out next year, will incorporate those elements. Yes? Well, so, so there's, a, there's a couple of things. Like human beings are complicated animals. Um, and evaluating how we educate them is not, is not easy. But um, virtually everything that we're exposed to in life is some form of test. Um, it might just look different. So the last time you ran a 100-yard dash, somebody put a clock on it, that is a test. Um, so to the extent that districts in their local accountability systems want to add other performance measurements uh, systems that they concentrate on, um, the system does, in fact, allow them to do that over time. That being said, we know that the, uh, the STAR test itself is a, an extremely valid, reliable measure of grade level proficiency in English and in math. If you want to know whether all your third graders have memorized the times tables, whether they can represent one and two step problems um, involving addition and subtraction up to 1,000, if you want to know whether those skills have been mastered, the STAR test is just about the best game in town to tell you whether that has happened. Um, there are, however, other indicators of performance, and I talk to superintendents all the time that use these other indicators of performance, and we certainly want to encourage them to help incorporate those into their uh, systems of local accountability to extend A through F and its utility. We have got to embrace this as a tool for continuous improvement. Um, you know, what are we doing today, and can we get better next, next year for our kids? Um, in this case, it can be in English and math, and it can be in AP exams, and it can be in graduation rates. And if a local school district wants to add, um, I'm going to clock you on the 100-yard dash to it, more power to them. Yeah, so we set, uh, we don't grade on the curve in this system. That's one of the foundational design principles. So we um, evaluated um, what, what you have to do is 
how do you define an A? Like what's, what's good enough to achieve an A? So we looked at performance in the year before this system started all over the state to determine what a, a, an objective cut point for an A is. And so for example, in student achievement, that is aligned to the state's goal of 60 by 30. So by the year 2030, we want 60% of young people to possess some form of post-secondary credential, be that a bachelor's degree, an associate's degree, an industry-based trade credential. Um, right now, only 25% of Texas K-12 kids get one of those within six years. So we set the standard for A um, if uh, aligned to, to that goal of 60 by 30. We set similar cut points across, across the board. Sure. Well, the what if, um, yeah, the what if rating system that came out uh, came out actually before the law that was passed that established this particular rating system. So it was based upon a, a fundamentally different law um, uh, that evaluated performance in different ways. So, for example, the what if report incorporated an analysis of attendance rates, um, which are meaningful, but it's not the same thing as you know uh, passing an AP exam. So that that is not part of this system. This is undoubtedly the fairest um, uh, view of performance the state has ever had. We, again, we look at student achievement. This is what students know and, and can do at the end of the school year. But we also look at school progress. Where did the students start the school year? How much growth did they achieve at the end of the school year? So even if you have a, um, a situation where a large number of students are walking in um, from uh, that substantially below grade level, this, this will give you the better grade of the two. So um, it's hard for me to imagine a fairer approach to evaluating performance than providing schools the better of achievement or progress. Um, and the state's never done that before. And to my knowledge, um, no other state um, uh, does their performance evaluations in this way. I think we have a, a time for one final question. All right, well, thank you all for being here. And for the educators here in Wiley, I am so happy to be in the same room with you all. Um, God bless you.